You're listening to the Orisha Wisdom Podcast, Session 5. Welcome to the Orisha Wisdom Podcast, where positivity and spirituality create an enhanced life's journey with the wisdom of Ifa and Orisha. I am your host, Iya Omileti Olubuni. is the second podcast of 2018 and I am excited to be here with you. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Arisha Wisdom Podcast and for your support. I can't tell you how much that means to me. Today's episode is one that is very dear to my heart and it's the core of Orisha Wisdom and its mission, Alejos, Aborishas, and the newest priests are our jewels in the Orisha traditions. So with that, let's get this party started. Why are Alejos, Aborishas, and new priests, why are they the jewels in our traditions, you ask? Okay, I'll give you a few reasons. These are the people who will help to carry our traditions into the future and into future generations. These are the people who will remember us when we are long, long gone. These are the people who will call out our names in the prayers and remember us. These are the people who will keep the chain linked and our lineages alive. These are the people that can change the world's view of our traditions. These are people who can change the world. Many folks entering these traditions, they do not have the blessing and luxury that some have to be born into these traditions. Just think about it. What? A weekend dressed in white and some chickens and drumming and someone jumping up and down screaming. Yawn. That just happened last week. I mean, think about it. That is what some of our children will say being on our traditions. But to someone coming into these traditions, this is the biggest excitement that many will have in their lives. And unfortunately, it is sometimes tainted by the treatment that many initiated priests and elders give them. It's like, how do I explain it? Like they snuff out their lights before they even have a chance to shine. So we have to think that these alejos and brand new aborishas are just discovering a brand new world over and over. Each little thing that they learn, it's like something brand new and their eyes sparkle and they're so big and wide with the brand new little thing that they learned about Eshu, about Oshun, uh, a new pataki that they learned 
something that they saw. They saw a yawa on the street. Oh my God, they're so excited. They're going to have a blessed day. Everything is so brand spanking new to them. For those of you who do not know, I am a diehard Harry Potter fan. Like, really. I've watched every movie at least a dozen times each. Maybe more on some of them because some of them I feel are super cool. But I've read each book at least twice from beginning to end. And I just loved discovering that new world along with Harry. If you have read the books or if you watched the first movie, Remember his eyes, Harry Potter's eyes, when he found out about this world, his eyes were going to jump out of his sockets. They were so wide. And who could blame him? There are witches and wizards flying brooms, literally flying brooms, monsters and magic, real magic. Imagine. A brand new person who comes from either, I don't know, Christianity, Catholicism, the Muslim faith, and they are just smitten with the Arisha traditions. They are smitten with the idea that there is this whole new spiritual world full of magic, divination, spiritual gifts, spirits, potions magical medicines, possessions of spirits, ceremonies, and exclusivity, and a connection with the divine. How awesome is that? It's not some new age thingy that was in some fairy tale book. This is like real. Yep, these things are real. And these people are finding out about this for the first time. I was just having this conversation with one of my god sisters. As we were remembering our journeys together, Alejos are the first ones to show up, to be there, to offer to help. Just think about it. They are hungry. They want to know. And they love every bit of this faith and the traditions that they're They are just finding out about. They don't just love, they feel it. Although they don't have any initiation, many don't have ilekes, they don't have an issue, they don't have a godparent, and they feel it. They know and they feel that this is where they want to be at. What do many of them get? (laughs) Well, (laughs) I laugh about this because there are a set of questions that were always asked to me at every event as an alejo. Okay, most events. And I knew it was going to be interestingly good or interestingly bad. So here are the questions. Do you have Ocha? Do you have a godparent? If the answer was no, specifically to the first question, It was a type of reaction that I still see today in some venues that I have been a guest at. Oh, you're an alejo. 
And it was like I was automatically erased, invisible, or nothing. And if you say, well, you don't have no godparent, it's like you're double erased and you're double invisible. There are a few things that happen to an Alejo who gets the quote-unquote, air quotes, not-so-happy welcoming committee at some events. Number one, the person thinks, I guess that this is how it is. And when I get initiated, then I'll be in. And I'll be treated better. Number two, person thinks, screw this. I don't need this. I'm going back to Jesus, Mary, or Virgin of the Tomatoes. Three, person says, I don't like this. And in any other arena, I would punch you in your face. But I will take what I need and then bounce. Now, all of these reactions have negative outcomes. A possible outcome from the first one is that they will be meek and listen. Yes, Baba. Yes, Iya. Every second. Drop on the floor every time you come by. And the moment that they become priests and their year and seven days is over, they will treat everyone the exact way that they were treated, like dirt. They feel that this was a rite of passage. They feel that this is how, I guess, this is how it must be done. So I paid my dues. So now you get to be dirt while I'm not. Just think about that for a moment. A possible outcome from the second person is that they could have had a very good spiritual journey here in our traditions, but they were turned off by our community's reactions and they missed their destiny here. Like their destiny was to be a great, I don't know, let's say they were supposed to go all the way and be an Iyanifa or a Babalao. And he was going to guide a lot of people, but he was turned off by this part that happened and there was just no way that he could go back and willingly subject himself to this again. That's very sad. I think that missing one's destiny It's the worst thing that can happen. Now, a possible outcome from the third person is that they will be unsure of where they stand, or they will become a term known as ile hopper, those people who jump from house to house trying to get what they need, or even jump on Facebook groups, internet forums, or read a ton of books just to try to get the information. And as soon as they get to the page that they need, or to the group that answered their one question, that's it, they bounce. And they don't get the full teachings that they're supposed to get. And it's not going to be a rhythm that one can be at to bounce from house to house to house. Every house has an essence. Every house has something that the more time you stay there at, the more you can learn. And that cannot be given by 
500 Facebook groups or 200 online forums. I wanted to share with you two experiences that helped to shape the beginning of my journey. So this was very personal to me. When I was an Alejo, a greeny, greeny, green, green person in the traditions, a friend of mine told me that there would be an ocha, a crowning of an omoshun. And I was told that the bembe would start at 3 p.m. on a Sunday. Now, I heard that Oshun liked butterflies, so I really went out of my way to find a little white bandana with colorful butterflies. And, of course, I was dressed in white, but I had that look of, uh uh-oh, I don't know what's going on, and that little lost look. So as I walked in, there was, I remember this was in the basement of a house, and I there was like nobody there. And I walked in like, did I come at the wrong day? (laughs) Because it could happen. And she was, I remember, the yawo was still in what's called la ropa del medio, like the middle day clothes. So the yawo was still not dressed for the bembe, but the throne was open. And it was just, I think, the iya, the crowning godmother, and I think the Jubona was there, but that was it. It was empty. And the priestess, who is the godmother, she was sitting next to the Yawo, like in a little stool on the throne, and she said, it's always the Alejos that show up on time. And she shook her head, I remember, and she said, not the priests. And she shook her head. She sat me outside the mat by the yawo. She explained to me what was going to happen and asked questions on what I knew. She was gentle and spoke softly. I remember she told me how to greet the mat. She told me what to say. A lot of words, I have no idea, but she was very gentle and patient with me. And I was very nervous because I I had never been at a drumming. That was my first drumming. I remember people started to trickle in around four-ish to the bembe. So I basically got a one-on-one with a priestess and a yawo face-to-face. And I was like, woohoo, I couldn't be, <laughs> I couldn't be more thrilled than that. So since this was my first event and I didn't know any protocol about anything, I really looked like a scared puppy or yeah, probably a scared puppy. And I had that look. <laughs> and I know because I see that look in others when they're coming in. So I can only imagine what I look like. So I would stand here or there at the event and I felt like I was in everyone's way because now people were starting to come in. I remember around 5 p.m., that's about when the drummers 
started to come in and stuff and set up for the beginning, for the oro to be sung. And now that the drummers were going to get started, of course I wanted to be in the front, but I had that scared and lost look. You know, the one that you get when you don't know what you're doing. <laughs> and a gentle older lady approached me and she asked me, of course, the magical questions. Are you an alejo? But she didn't do it with arrogance or with, you know, trying to snub me. She just asked, you know, are you an alejo? Very gently, I remember. This was different. This was not the godmother. And I nodded because it was starting to get loud. And she told me to stick with her. I didn't know who she was. She told me her name. And she stayed with me the entire event, basically close to the back with me. She told me when to kneel. There was something about some water that was being thrown and I had to go to the front and put it somewhere on my forehead. I was trying to copy what everybody else was doing. She told me there was a time for me to do that. There was something going on. When the order, I remember when the order started, she told me, okay, this is what auto is, we're going to sing to the Orishas in order before the drumming. And I said, I don't know what auto is, but I'm going to watch. And auto got started. Like she told me every single step that was happening. I remember one that everybody was dancing, the drummers, the Akpong was singing, and everybody kind of Something was going on in the throne and everybody just squeezed together and tried to rush the front. But not like they were going to rush the front, like attack the Yawo, but something was going on. I didn't know. I, I guess that my expression must have said it all because she gently tapped my arm and said, I think the Yawo is being touched and this is what we look for. Everybody wants to see. I said, oh, but I was in the back. I couldn't see anything except the top of her crown moving a lot because I was in the back. I have to tell you, I was truly grateful for her generosity, for her time, and her gentle nature. She made me feel like I was a human being that day and not just Alejo, without a godparent, who shouldn't even be there or born or alive. What happened because of that event is that now I wanted more. M-O-R-E, more. I truly, truly wanted to be part of this community and feel that calmness, that gentleness, that wholeness that I felt when I was speaking with these two priestesses. I mean, I felt welcome. I really felt that warm, fuzzy, spiritual feeling and I wanted to maintain it. I wanted to have that feeling every day. Their behavior and how they treated me gave me a glimpse into the type of spiritual person that I wanted to become. I really just wanted to 
to change, to transform like this butterfly and join them in the community. What does this tell you? That, yes, of course, I was definitely priest starstruck. I I was, I admit it. (laughs) It's a little. But I'm sharing this with you because priests should always be mindful of their words and actions with alejos. Their words and actions can have severe consequences and could block the growth of another person. And that is not an osopo that anybody would want anyway. Everyone is in charge of their own actions, right? I mean, sure. However, when one undergoes all of the processes, time, and learning, not to even mention the money, to become a priest in these traditions, the commitment does not end there. Priests become, of course, responsible for themselves and their spiritual growth, right? But now, they also become responsible for the community around them. Priests become responsible for how our traditions are viewed. How is this? By our behavior. Priests are responsible for molding the new generations, including children. And who? The alejos, the aborishas, and the new priests. It is unfortunate that there are many priests within our community that do one of these two behaviors. One, if you're an alejo or aborisha, then you're nothing. Ah, you're nothing until you make ocha. Or two, if you're an alejo or aborisha, then you are their future chiching vacation or brand new living room set. Now, I'm not saying that all priests do this, so don't kill me here. I'm saying that this really does happen. And I have, let me just put here some comments that were told to me by initiated priests. We're talking Iyaloshas and Babaloshas. So here we go. One that I got is, I wish that I would have known that the people change after you do expensive work with them. Here's another one. I wish that I would have known that after making Ocha, that my godmother would disappear. That one is very sad. And I have to tell you, it's not unique. Okay, moving on. I wish that I would have known that as soon as I paid my Olokun money and the rushed ceremony that was done, that they basically were going to use that money to take off as spending money for that weekend cruise. The list continues, and it is sad, but these comments are not unique. They are not special few that got hurt in the process of working with priests who undermine them. These types of experiences scar a person and mark them. They can make decisions that will influence and even tamper with their destinies. All why? 
because the priest decided that it would be a great idea to mistreat someone. As years passed, I couldn't, air quotes, pull the trigger on getting a godparent. I had three different opportunities. Two were for an Orisha house and one for Paloma Jombe Munanso. I know how lucky I am that I waited until I found the perfect place for me. This can be hard. As my face began to get a little more familiar at events, folks began to let go some of their nicey-nice behavior, and I got to see other sides that I didn't know how to navigate. So think about this. I am in my early 20s when this is happening, but I'm young and I was always coming to every event that I could. So let me tell you what happened at a particular event. I remember at one event, I was on the side as usually alejos are out of the way, but kind of away. <laughs> During a drumming, the drummers were taking a break and there were two priestesses speaking to each other about mundane things, laughing and talking about this or that. And if you're in New York City and you're getting started in that state, in that area, you know that many events happen in people's apartments, people's basements. It gets really crowded fast, especially when the word goes out that a drumming is for whoever. So these two ladies were talking and they're very entertained and someone passed by and needed to either scoot around them, which wasn't possible because of the way that the setup of that little hall was, or to say, excuse me, and to go through. She politely said something to the effect of, alafia. And the emphasis was put on the wrong place. It, you could tell that it just wasn't natural sounding. And one of the priestesses looked clearly annoyed that someone had interrupted them. Without responding, she just looked up. The other one asked kind of roughly, So how many years do you have? The lady responded something like she's not initiated. And what happened next was a bit too much. They said something like, oh, okay. And they moved aside to let the lady scoot. I remember because it was on the way to go to a bathroom. It was like a little hall to get there. And I was hanging out there because, I don't know, easy escape maybe to the bathroom. <laughs> and when the lady left, she went to the bathroom and she came back through and left. They laughed heartedly, like loudly. And they said, Ay, it's okay. It's only an alejo. And they laughed harder and completely dismissed her as if she were nothing. I remember that I stayed frozen in place because I knew that I was also an alejo and I didn't want to get that. So I stayed in place. That was one of my other first encounters with priests making alejos feel that way. So believe me when I tell you 
this is not unique. We have to understand that how we treat people will make an impact on how they deal with themselves and the world. I often tell my husband that I have patience for the newbies, but it's the ones who know better that I have zero patience for. And then he feeds me the, you know, what he lives by, you know, Ifa, patience, love of everyone, and puff, puff, puff. But I do, I have always felt that the newest person should be treated like gold. I kind of went over this earlier, but why the new ones? Why? Because they are the ones that will be mentioning our names when we die. They are the ones that can land in political, public servant, criminal justice, police positions, medical positions, I don't know, TV producers that will not demonize these traditions. We don't live in a day and age where we need to hide like many of our blood and spiritual ancestors had to. We can be in the open. And nowhere in those old, old ways did it say anywhere that the priests and our traditions must treat alejos, aborishas, or even brand new priests as insignificant or invisible, trash. I don't know what other words to put here. These alejos, aborishas, and priests, these people, they are the jewels of each spiritual house. How we nurture these jewels, how we shine these jewels, how we take care of them, how we place them on our iles is what is going to lift us when we are gone. And we're not all going to be here forever. They are the ones that we must show love, appreciation, and really teach them with care. Now I understand Especially Alejos, they come in with, I want to learn now, now, now. I do. I need to learn right away everything. And I have to learn so that I can get initiated next week. We understand that. We have to put our feet in their shoes so that we are able to properly teach without demeaning them. Because this is the way that human beings should be treated. Because our actions can affect others. Because priests take an oath and they affect others around them. Because they could be choosing to either treat well or mistreat a possible great messenger of Orisha who could help to change the world. I'd like to leave you with this. Being a priest never means that someone is better than a non-priest. It's just a different path in their journey, but with that path comes great responsibility. Yes, I know. I watched the movie of Spider-Man, but it's true. With so much, it does bring 
great responsibility. No matter where you are in your journey, understand that if you are an Alejo, an Aborisha, or a brand new priest, you are the jewel to Orisha and our community. You've reached the end of this episode of the Orisha Wisdom Podcast, and I thank you for listening and hanging out with me. Do you have any comments? Have you had a positive experience as an Alejo or strong experiences that have shaped you? Come on over and share them in our Facebook group. And for show notes and any links to this session, go to www.orishawisdom.com forward slash session five. Thanks again for listening and until next time. Odabo. Thank you for listening to the Orisha Wisdom Podcast. Be sure to check out the show notes at orishawisdom.com forward slash podcast. Can't get enough of Orisha Wisdom? Check us out at orishawisdom.com and subscribe to our community. Remember, the wisdom of Ifa and Orisha is all around us. Be blessed, and until next time...